Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Marcos administration needs a national security council and a domestic council in its advisory system. First word. IT has been asked more than once why the Filipino presidency has as an institutional part of its presidential advisory system, the National Security Council, to assist the president in the formulation of national security policy, a term which combines both foreign and defense policy, and yet does not possess an analogous advisory council to assist the president in policy formulation and coordination in the domestic affairs arena. This, I believe, is the reason why there was such a striking contrast in public reception and policy success between one, the administration's decision this October to remove the floating barrier set up by China at the entrance to the lagoon at Bajo de Masanloc, also known as Scarborough Shoal, to affirm the nation's rights and entitlements under UNCLO in the West Philippine Sea, South China Sea, and two, the administration's decision in September to place a cap on the price of rice, the national staple, to rein in rising inflation. Where the vivid cutting of the Chinese barrier was greeted with acclaim and enthusiasm across the archipelago and by similarly enthusiastic support from the international community, the imposition of the rice price cap was greeted with alarm, skepticism and protest, and it additionally was attended by an uptick of inflation. The contrast in public reception and policy success has more to do with the process whereby President Marcos arrived at his decision on each issue rather than with the substance or necessity of the decision per se. In the case of the floating barrier, national concern had ripened to such indignation and outrage over persistent Chinese intrusions into the country's exclusive economic zone that the nation was literally crying for a vigorous national response to the latest Chinese provocation. The government, through its intelligence and armed services, had been gathering considerable evidence and intelligence on China's bullying strategy in the disputed waterway, which the National Security Council and the National Task Force for the West Philippine Sea, NTFWPS, were able to frame quickly its report and recommendation to the president on what action to take on the barrier. The task force is composed of the Justice, Foreign Affairs and National Defense Departments, with the National Security Advisor as chairman. The task force made the recommendation, the president ordered the removal, and the Philippine Coast Guard, PCG, acting with full support from the armed services, promptly executed the order. In a flash, the barrier was cut by a PCG diver, and the China Coast Guard surprisingly took care of fully removing the barrier from the disputed waters. By contrast, the decision to cap rice prices descended as a surprise on the nation and caught almost everyone unaware. Farmers worried about how the policy would affect the market for their harvest. Households worried that the order would cause rice prices to go haywire. Very little study and analysis were given by government analysts, experts and policymakers on the necessity or wisdom of the policy and its possible economic fallout. Many of the key economic ministers of government were apparently not informed about the impending decision. Key government officials did not take part in the decision-making. There followed predictably a period of confusion and finger-pointing and plenty of denunciation. Two presidencies. Aaron Woldavsky was an American political scientist and university professor who theorized that in the U.S. system of presidential government, there are really two presidencies. Wildavsky was one of the best-known figures within academic political science in the 1970s and 1980s and a long-time member of the faculty of the University of California, Berkeley. 
The highlight of his writings was his theory of and classic distinction between the two presidencies in the U.S. federal government, one concerned with domestic affairs and the other with defense and foreign policy, first published in the journal Transaction-Society, 4 in 1966. He wrote, The United States has one president, but it has two presidencies. One presidency is for domestic affairs, and the other is concerned with defense and foreign policy. Since World War II, presidents have had greater success controlling the nation's defense and foreign policies than dominating its domestic policies. Even Lyndon Johnson has seen his early record of victories in domestic legislation diminish as his concern with foreign affairs grows. What powers does the president have to control defense and foreign policies and so completely overwhelm those who might wish to thwart him? The president's normal problem with domestic policy is to get congressional support for programs he prefers. In foreign affairs, in contrast, he can almost always get support for policies that he believes will protect the nation, but his problem is to find a viable policy. Two policy realms. As Will Davsky observed, there are two policy realms in the American presidential government, the national security policy realm and the domestic affairs realm. Substantial differences distinguish domestic policy from national security. Most domestic policy decisions are not final and can be changed when necessary. Presidential discretion is needed on national security matters. Domestic policy coordination during the administration of President Lyndon Johnson was needed when he launched his Great Society program. President Nixon officially established the Domestic Policy Group, composed of the President, the Vice President, the Attorney General, the Secretary of Agriculture, Labor, etc. in the Philippine presidential government. It is reasonable to argue that the administration needs a domestic analog to the National Security Council to complement what is done in national security with policy leadership in the country's domestic affairs. Yen Observer at gmail.com